I got an exciting question. Where are we at with sin? Have you ever taken time to think about sin? Sin in the world, sin in my own life, sin. Are we comfortable with sin? Or are we uncomfortable with sin? And then where does sin lead me? Today we have the Pharisee. Do you notice? He talked to himself. Jesus doesn't even say he prayed. Jesus said he talked to himself, basically, in the temple area. Because sin is not my problem, it's the world's problem. Or it's that person's problem. It's not mine. And so what he does is he inflates his own ego. To serve his own ego, he says, yeah, there's sin. But it's not my issue. Whereas the tax collector deeply understands sin is my issue. And it doesn't lead him to despair. It leads him to dependence. For us, when we gather each and every Sunday, after we make the sign of the cross, and Father has some cheesy introduction, (laughs) then what do we do? As a community, what do we do? What's the next right we do? Starts off with, I confess. Right? It's called the penitential rite. Why do we start off each and every time we worship in the Mass with the penitential rite? It's to recognize this very point. I'm not even worthy to be here, God. This tax collector, he was in the temple area. He didn't have Jesus present in the tabernacle. This is the Old Testament. God dwelled, the dwelling was in the holies of holies, and it was the Ark of the Covenant that had the Ten Commandments and Moses' staff. And that was the dwelling place of God. It wasn't Jesus Christ himself present in the tabernacle. So you and I, when we gather as community, we say, I'm not even worthy to be here. I'm a sinner. I'm a sinner. And that isn't leading me to a despair of life. It's leading me to know how much I need a Savior. It's leading me to each and every day going to battle with sin, not because I have the strength, because Jesus has the strength in me. Each and every one of us in our baptism, we're called to be priest, prophet, and king, king, queen, be politically correct, king, queen. How is that king and queen lived out in our life? It's to go to war with sin in our life. 
go to battle to have complete dominance over sin through Jesus in his baptism. So not only do we have the penitential rite, we start off with the penitential rite, but then after the Our Father, this is the prayer that the priest prays. Deliver us, Lord, we pray from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin. Do we believe that's even possible? It's possible, but do we do believe it? And safe from all the stress because I'm completely dependent on you for everything. Not only for my weaknesses, not only for my strengths, for my marriage, for my kids, for my work. I'm dependent on you for everything. And I know you're a good father. So I don't have to be distressed as we await the blessed hope of the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Do we await? Hopefully, for the Savior. Sign of peace. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, granted, after they betrayed him, after St. Peter, right? Lord, depart from me, for I'm a sinful man. Lord, we walked away from you in your time of need. We've betrayed you. Coming through an open room, what does he say? First thing's out of Jesus' word. Peace be with you. Peace be with you. As you said to your apostles, peace I leave you. My peace I give you. Not only am I going to leave it for you, but I'm going to give it to you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church. And graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will. Again, that complete dependence on God. The faith of your church. St. Paul today, in the letter to Timothy, he's relatively old at this point. These are towards the last of his letters. And he's writing to Timothy after an entire life of going from persecuting the church, killing people in the, in the name of God, to saving people in Jesus, in the name of God. After being shipwrecked a few times, after being beaten a few times, being kicked a few times, going to sin in his own life every day. He says this, I have competed well. I have finished the race. And what was his only goal? I have kept the faith. 
I have kept the faith. Whatever it is in our life, whatever we're going to battle for, does it move us into faith? Does it move us into hope? Does it move us into love? Through Jesus, it can. That complete dependence. St. Paul, who went from one end of the extreme to the other, is confident that the Lord's going to give him the crown of victory. The eternal crown that doesn't fade away. The Lord will rescue me from every evil threat and bring me safely to His heavenly kingdom. To Him be glory forever and ever. That real sense for us, that was even the collect, right? That opening prayer, increase our faith, our hope, and our love. But today, to be okay with being the sinner, but not stopping there, to be moved into a dependence because of our limitation. And you say, Father, when it comes to my sinfulness, I like to hide from it, and I like to go to the Lord with it. Welcome to the human condition. Why? Adam and Eve in the fall, what did they do? They hid. They weren't playing hide-and-go-seek with God. They hid because of their shame. So that's a side of us, to know that. But then what St. Paul says, cast off the old self and put on the new self. Who's the new self? Jesus. In our baptism. What does Jesus do when he's tempted in the desert? He doesn't care what the lie is. He goes to his father with it. He brings it straight into the light. He goes, Father, I know this is a lie. Help me to see through it and not do it. I need you. I'm dependent on you. We need to do that in our own temptation. When we're tempted to talk behind someone's back, when we're talking to gossip about somebody, when we're tempted to lust, when we're tempted to this, that, the other thing, pick one. To do the exact opposite. To do the virtuous thing. To do the loving thing. To do the faithful thing. To do the hopeful thing. That real sense of once when we know we're sinners, we know we need a Savior. And that's the great news. We have one. that doesn't, isn't stopped or repelled by our limitations or by our failures. It actually draws us closer. 
like our parents, when we're wounded, we want to cover up the eye, right? Ah, my eye, my eye, let me look at it. No! Let me look at it. That's what Jesus is saying, let me look at it. Let me heal it, let me bless it. Let me set you free so that you can live in my love. Lastly, the Lord is not deaf to the wails of the orphan, nor the widow as she pours out her complaint. The one who serves God's will willingly, willingly is heard. His petition reaches heavens. The prayers of the lowly pierce the clouds. It does not rest until it reaches its goal nor will it withdraw till the Most High responds, judges justly and affirms the right, and the Lord will not delay. It's beneficial for us to say we're sinners so that we can know that we're loved all the more, so that we can receive the love all the more. Today we receive the most powerful of love, Jesus Christ Himself in the Eucharist. What more of a way to show that God loves us than to give us His Son in the sacrament. To come into our hearts, to let us see the messy and to say, I need a Savior. Jesus, be my Savior. I know I need you. I need to be humble. I need to be contrite. Let's take this time to grow in faith, hope, love, and that humility and that contrite of heart to receive Jesus ever deeper into our hearts.